Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to our very first official episode with our guest. Um, we have the lovely Maria Siddiqui coming all the way from Macquarie University. And you may have heard Maria, or if you follow her on socials, you know she's a really active person, mashallah. Um, she is in UMA Social Services. MATW as well. And she is currently now the Sisters Dawalit at Macquarie. Um, so yeah, she has a lot of a lot of accolades under her belt, and we're very honoured to be able to talk to her today. So, Maria, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Lovely being here. How is everyone? Um, yeah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> alhamdulillah. We're just in like flexi week at the moment. Not for the med girls, but no, nah, unfortunately not. Yeah, it's <laughs> quite, quite busy at the moment though, because we're just gearing up for IAW, which inshallah should be next week. Which I think you're coming to, by the way. Yes, yeah. I'm so excited. Would love to, you know, help you guys out in any way possible. Yes, we want to foster that into those inter MSA into uni connections. Hundred percent. Be really great. So, yeah. where do you know Maria from? How do I know Maria? So I actually know her through the UMA. Yeah. Um, I was messaging one of the sister Dawalids at the UMA and we were planning events and she was like, oh, you know, you girls should call Maria. She's very active. And then later on, we found out she was a child, <laughs> which we'll get into. But Maria, fun fact, Maria is in second year of university and she is only 16 years old. Which I just found out today. And unfortunately, we don't have my reaction recorded, but it's... <laughs> As you would probably assume. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Maria, how about you tell us a bit, a bit more about yourself? What are you into? Um, your your story, basically. Would love to talk about it. Um, I, I'm Maria, as suggested, um, and I am currently studying psychology um, with minors in international relations and philosophy, which kind of sparked my interest. You know, I love learning about you know the human mind and how much. SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in such a unique and special way. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a fun journey starting second year soon, inshallah, which is going to be very intimidating. Um, it's just crazy. Oh, it, it just blows my mind how quickly time goes. Um, I'm also legally blind. So that's a fun fact about me. I have deteriorating vision, a disease per se, um, called KCNV2, retinopathy don't bother remembering it <laughs> I don't remember it um but yeah it's basically deteriorating vision until blindness mm. um yeah so very I guess that was my one initial diagnosis was like my turning point in life subhanAllah so subhanAllah. Yeah. And, and when was that diagnosis by the way last year or the year before mm-hmm. I'd say around September 2021 Ish. That's when I found out. Mm. Um, I always had vision problems as a kid, but that's when it just all of a sudden got really, really bad. Um, so not too long ago, right? Not too long ago at all. And so at that time I was um, like homeschooled mm. and I was in, what, year 10. Um, and, you know, my school life, my grades were going down, subhanAllah. And the worst thing was, like, my faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was going down as well. Um, and, you know, that was also, you know, when you, when, you know, when they say, like, you go through the biggest hardship in your life and then there's a big turning point? Yeah. I had that weird turning point and it was just, subhanAllah, miraculous. 
and it was beautiful. Um, you know, I, I felt really alone. I was, I was, you know, going through all sorts of high doses of antidepressants, subhanAllah. But mm. as soon as you have a little more faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you'll notice that your life just becomes so much purer and peaceful and and subhanAllah you get you get that sense of in, in, yes yeah. exactly yeah, tranquility exactly subhanAllah, subhanallah. like it's, it's very beautiful yeah that sounds amazing maria if you want to like share with us what would you say was like your immediate reaction after you received your diagnosis like mm. were things already like kind of at a low and it's kind of like that moment where you're kind of just at the end of the tunnel but like you're just kind of starting to see the light exactly that's exactly how i'd describe it it was almost like a a sense of relief in a sense because i was just like like i'm being clumsy i'm doing this wrong doing that wrong my life's in shambles but no subhanallah that was when i started realizing that you know i have support around me i have family i have good friends i have iman and i have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the main thing right Mm. And how is um when it comes to Iman, how were how were you at that time? Were you at a low? Were you at a high? Did you feel like you had a bit of a low after you heard that, or was that your sort of like turning point for your Iman? That was definitely a turning point. Uh, my Iman, as I said, was on an all time low, um, and and just mental health wise was also on an all time low. But as soon mm-hmm. as I got that diagnosis I don't know what was going through me but subhanAllah you know a turning point and I I felt like I had trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you know there's our life is not in our control as much as we think it is Mm -hmm. and um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator he's you know al-malik you know he's the king of all kings and and subhanAllah that was just the moment where I realized you know this is a mercy this is a blessing in disguise, you know, um, because there's so much fitna in this world. It's, it's kind of better off than I, you know. Yeah, so, so was that sort of like that something that just came naturally to you or was it, you know, through talking to family? How were you able to sort of have that, that perspective? Were you able to connect with anyone else who was going <clears throat> through like a similar experience who was able to give you that perspective? No, I still haven't met a visually impaired Muslim that bad of like like legally mm. blind Muslim or someone in a similar situation. There's only eight um in Australia with Casey and V2 oh, right yeah. now. Wow. So it's a very oh my rare, gosh. Maria, I'm you're, different. You're, <laughs> you're one in a million. <laughs> one in a million. Oh, That's a problem. So um yeah it, it does get lonely sometimes mm-hmm. but because not everyone would be able to relate, right? And no yeah. matter how like even no matter how much you'd probably tell Ifra and I like would never be able to like Complete. We could empathize, of course, like sympathize, but we'd never be able to like fully understand the things you'd probably have to go through. Yeah, I can't lie. It's a daily struggle, but that is something that you know. If you set your mindset on something, right? That hey, I want to live my life okay. I want to live my life, um, you know, for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. I want to do this. I want to do you know, psychology and become a psychologist for the sake of Islam. Whatever it may be, whatever your goal in life is, just having an Islamic input and Islamic, like, just, you know, subhanAllah, Islam came as a a way of life 
and just following that way of life. It's there's something very beautiful about it. Subhanallah. Oh, that's so mm. inspiring, Maria. That, like that's just incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You, it's interesting that you mentioned like studying psychology because we were also talking a bit about mental health just then. So, how would you say you would find that? your iman and your mental health correlate and like coexist with each other because it's something that is just very recently as like the discussion surrounding mental health itself kind of becomes more and more prominent nowadays how would you say how would you kind of view like the relationship between like iman and mental health because I think in Islam we personally believe that they're both quite like you can't really have one without the other 100% I agree um like Islam like your iman level right and your you know the way your mindset is if you if you don't have a good mindset about life it's hard to have islam in your life but as soon as you or or, you know just you know living an imanful life (laughs) per se um but a life where you you know have that positive output and and where you you know, focus on your deen and you focus on bettering yourself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, you can't just better yourself for the sake of bettering yourself. It's not that easy. That mindset dies away, fades away. And I guess nowadays as well, like in today's current society, where so much of like the arguments surrounding like, I guess people who don't really follow a religion is like doing things for your own sake, doing things. It's like such a self-worship mindset. Mm. But after a while, like surely it would kind of start to feel a bit empty because if you're only doing things for the sake of yourself then you're not really feeling that sense of purpose that worth which is something that I guess we don't really have because everything we try like intentionality is so important everything we try and do is for the sake of Allah 100% and so what motivates you um in whatever you pursue in life it's so so much more beneficial for you um, and myself, this I'm just saying this in a in a third person perspective per se, um, is just it's so much better for us to have Iman along the way because it eases it. It, it, it eases the process and it, you know, it provides a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so there's something very beautiful about that. Yeah, and I just find the way I think Ifra will agree, like just you talking about so strongly about how you're able to come up the, the diagnosis being your turning point and you're a man becoming higher because I think usually like in these kinds of stories we'd normally hear people go through a low after hearing this kind of thing before mm. something else happens and then they realize no like things have to change the fact that the diagnosis itself was your realization the thing that allowed you to have more of a better outlook on life is just so inspiring and amazing I think yeah I think it's our decision as as people as humans for when our turning point is right and i say this in a way you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places significant events in our life and th- these struggles turn into you know ease you know in you know mm-hmm. um with hardship comes ease and then it's said again it's yeah. said twice right and so just knowing that there's always going to be bumps on the road. There's always, no matter how hard we try to, you know. And those escape. bumps are our tests, right? 100%. Those bumps are our tests from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he just, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests whom he loves. Yeah. So there's a beauty in knowing that. There's a beauty in, you know, understanding that. And there's beauty in also, you know, kind of stepping up for yourself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. you know. Um, so that's, I guess... Um, so I remember you were talking about how you really can't live a life that's 
you know, that's full of purpose, that's full of intention, that's full of, you know, being active and, and being able to pave paths for yourself, you know, obviously with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without Iman. And, you know, for a lot of people, I think in your situation, it's a different situation. And as you said, only eight people have this. So it's, but in a broader sense, we all have hardships, right? And, and how would you say someone can then sort of get back to it? Because I know a lot of people, they do hit a low when, whether it be, you know, you have struggles at home, whether you have struggles with your health, academic, sometimes we do hit a low and be like, um, you know, why am I being tested this way, you know? I'm practicing, I do this or that, and even if you're not practicing, um, how how do you think you personally or also in your you work in social services, you or me, how do you think you've seen people get back on path and be able to see how Iman enriches your life? SubhanAllah, I love that question <laughs> so, so much. And this goes back to how I first met you, Sis Ifra. <laughs> Honestly, I'm serious. When you start giving back to people for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is nothing that can, you know, refresh your mindset more than that, right? Um, when I started, you know, da'wah and started learning about da'wah, started, you know, involving myself, I, you know, the sisterhood, man, there's something so sweet about sisterhood for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Right? And when you find that sweetness, I'm going to be honest, there's there's no way for your mind to be ungrateful or your your mind to be upset about it. And I I understand, you know, it's hard. It's sometimes hard to actually, you know, introduce yourselves into these different organisations or just, you know, involve yourself within the community. But once you start you can't get out of it, you know. It's a mindset for life. It's it's a sisterhood for life. It's it's something that, you know, once you begin to find, you know, I, I don't know how to explain that, that it. That community, it yeah. really is a game changer. Right? It really is. It really is. And and this, alhamdulillah, we're, we're so privileged. Yeah. It's such a gift to be able to, like, spend time with sisters, like girls you love for, like, the sake of Allah as well. And I think that kind of ties into another thing we wanted to talk about is like your journey with Macquarie MSA, yeah. like how like that kind of come about, come about with you becoming Dawa lead there. How has that kind of enriched your uni experience? And if you have any words of wisdom for any sisters who would be interested in following a similar path or who just need a bit of like guidance at the moment where if they're a bit lost with their uni experience at the 100%. moment. 100%. I started um, Dawa Lead at Macquarie as soon as I started university. So, well, a little bit after. So I started beginning of this year. I started uni last year, but makes sense. Um, it was just an experience that once you start involving yourself, as I said, within the community, these things that it's just a path that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala paves for you, right? Um, And, you know, it was a very impulsive decision, but it was amazing, subhanAllah. I got to meet so many amazing sisters through there, got to experience the the, the actual uni life that I wanted to, right, in a more Islamic way, that and being able to focus, having your focal point at something that's, you know, done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, involving yourself as a volunteer or even just attending events. It always is an iman booster. It's a mental health booster. It's just nice to have a sisterhood. And, and you know, Bawa is such an amazing experience. It's something that 
once you pick it up, right, you see others doing, I saw Ifra doing her little dawa, <laughs> and that inspired me so much. SubhanAllah, you have no idea. Because <laughs> oh, I remember a couple of years ago, you came to our events and we're like, oh my gosh, it's Maria. And then we didn't know that you were in high school still at that time, <laughs> university. And um, now that you mentioned that, you know, university experience and how in university, you know, that was something that is very helpful because you put in a situation when you are in part of a Dawah team, you have to learn about your faith, right? To be Mm -hmm. able to share that with others. And you also have to like learn how to be withstanding of like criticism of the faith because a lot of the people who come to Dawah Mm -hmm. stores are unfortunately most of the time the time people who are looking to attack Islam and like try and like break you down and you kind of have to try and remain cool, calm and collect because you never won someone over with an argument, right? That's what like Dawah leads always say. It's a lot of resilience. It takes a lot of resilience and um, a lot of, you know, being shut down, subhanAllah, but Mm. that's life, you know, subhanAllah, we're we're such strangers you know, in this world. That's like one of my favourite, um, I think it's a hadith, yeah. like yeah. Islam began as something strange and it will go back to being something strange, yeah. but glad tidings to the strangers. You're glad tidings yeah. to the strangers. SubhanAllah. Um, it's something very, very inspiring that we will never be able to conform into a society. Um, and just having that unity within brotherhood and sisterhood and just, you know, sticking together for the sake of something mm-hmm. so beautiful, for the sake of Islam, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's nothing mm-hmm. more beautiful than that. Speaking and touching on that, you know how you're talking about non-conformity and then dealing with so many different ideologies um, and different sort of things that challenge your beliefs and, you know, make you sit down and be like, okay, hey, let me dig deeper into your belief. Something that is also very interesting is that I know that you – when he carved at university, and I think was it this year since that you started it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, after Umrah, how was you? You tell us about that. How was that in light of as all the things you said? You need to be able to ground yourself, and it is different. You have a lot of you know people that have different ideologies, and then being able to then come out and go to university. I, I can only imagine you know how perhaps in the beginning how daunting it may be yeah. and how how was that for you that experience and just really think, do you think you can also tell us about how your umrah experience tied into that as well we'll do. So i understand that a lot of sisters like like really really would love to go to umrah at some point and then a lot of them come back from it and kind of feel a kind of spiritual like change i guess in their life yeah enlightenment whatever <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, did you start niqab after that? Yes. Okay, so you tell us all about it. Go for yeah. it. Immediately. Spill. Uh, <laughs> spill the <pieces. laughs> Um Right after I um, completed my umrah, which was an amazing, amazing experience. SubhanAllah, it was something that, you know, I've been, my mum, she's been like always talking about, let's go umrah, let's go umrah. And by the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, alhamdulillah, we've had the privilege of going umrah. Um, and it honestly gets me speechless every single time. And subhanAllah, Umrah reminded, after every single salah um, uh, that we did um, at the time, there was always um, like a, a prayer for someone being buried, right? So someone passed away um, and we had a janazah. Um, and that was every single prayer without fail. 
And I know death is a touchy topic, but it was just something that made me realize, subhanAllah, I don't know when my time will come. I don't know. That's something that, you know, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. And that's something that I don't want to wait around and just sit and do nothing. What feels like nothing. It's hard to get up and do something. But this, it was just a, a time that I understood that it, it just kicks you in the face a little bit, but mm. in like a good way, right? It's just when someone's like, wake up, you know, this is reality. Yeah. It was like a wake up call in a sense. And I was just like, okay, what can I do to improve myself on the inside and on the outside? Right. And subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, modesty has always been a little bit more easy for me. Um, but it's not, I, I understand how difficult it can be. It's not easy at all conforming. Um, when you feel a sense to conform within society, we have social media. There's, so much, there's so much influence, especially nowadays. And yeah. it gets really, really difficult at sometimes as well, because a lot of sisters as well, kind of feel that like as you start like trying to be that little bit more more modest you lose like a bit of your beauty which is like something that's like been wielded by a tool as a tool like by the media for so so long and like for so long women have only been equated to like the level of beauty that they have so it's natural to feel that like as soon as you start kind of taking that away, you feel like you're losing your worth in the eyes of this dunya. But then what you don't realize is that your your value just immediately shoots up in the eyes of our creator. It's it's honestly, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But just understanding that subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us, created us as, as women. Um, we're, we're, we're beautiful, right? And subhanAllah. Do you get questions about it often? Yeah, I do, especially within the Dawah scene. Um, yeah. So every Dawah, every, well, it was Monday back then. Every Monday we had Dawah stores and every single woman would be like, so why do you wear that? And I'll be like, let me tell you. You know, sometimes now even, if right now I don't have it on, and some, it's, I only wear it part-time, Um it sounds like a job. <laughs> it's not. Wallahi, it isn't. Because every time I don't have it on, I feel a sense of uncomfortableness, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you I, – I feel like it's something that you fall in love with slowly yeah. and you find the beauty within wearing the hijab that, you know, this is something that I'm covering myself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? I'm, I'm you know – shying away and there's nothing wrong with shying away sometimes Mm -hmm. at least you know just having a sense of you know this is I want I want only the most special people in my life to know what I look like really right um and there's a beauty in that I want to know I want my sisters to see this in a world where you know social media is scary and the nazar that can come from it as well is just so like you know, it's like whatever, like you see, it's like, oh, people better be saying, mashallah, like, you know, yeah, I don't want to risk yeah. anything. You can't risk anything yeah. anymore. Like this world is corrupted. Even things like, you know, the relationships you have, you hold with other people can become so like ruined by just like the jealousy of others. Like, and it's not like, it's just the way we're designed to be. Mm. Like it's impossible. And no matter how hard we try, it's impossible for us to be empathetic like soft hearted like human because we're made to be imperfect we're not angels 100% and and it's so and that's the beauty of Islam it kind of just 
humbles you and there's nothing wrong with humble like humility is the biggest superpower in my opinion yeah. if you're humble if you have a good akhlaq if you have good behavior good morals your life just the people in your life become better right your friends you choose better friends um you you learn patience the most beautiful sweetest you know quality the the niqab is very it brings you humility the hijab it, there's just such a beauty within covering yourself and you know as i said as you know the hadith suggests it says um give glad tidings to the strangers right um and just you know having that sense of i'm not going to fit in no matter how hard i try right yeah. um and even if i do it's just not i'm going to feel uncomfortable in my own skin mm. right and and it's just it's scary it's daunting and it's it's incredibly like it takes a lot of your energy to fit into something yeah. there's so much expectation in this world yeah. and it's hard it's not easy and it's it's a struggle not to you feel inclined to oh, let me just wear this or oh, let me I, you know I don't want to it's, it's like little whispers in your ear where it's like oh it's okay if like you know I'll just wear leggings under that skirt and then and then all of a sudden it's just oh it's so hot today like yeah. why why should I bother it's like oh maybe I'll just like you know just little things little things yeah uh and that gets the best of yeah. us you know it gets <laughs> difficult but for sure like Maria like hearing about the way that you're able to just like kind of overcome that with like how strong your core sense of belief is it's just amazing for us to hear everyone can achieve that mindset yeah. and it's something that obviously i have so and, much to work yeah. on and we all do subhanallah but at the we... end of the day the best thing you can do is ask allah the dua is there just you know dua is out. a weapon my sister yeah. it's a weapon yes there's so much miracle within dua it's amazing. Subhanallah. All your du'as can be answered. Yeah. You ask for good companionship, your du'as will be answered. I I always, like, I had no friends at school. <laughs> um, and then as soon as I started homeschooling, I was more involved with the UMA. And I was just like, um, this is what I want to involve myself in. This is what I want, like, not just, I guess, the UMA, but just being involved within community that is, focal point is islam is is for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just involving yourself in that and if you you know i may i remember so it was like 4 5 a.m it was like right before fajr the hajjud time um and i was just in sincere dua and subhanallah got accepted my dua was good companionship oh. and look who we are look where we are today alhamdulillah like yes i have amazing oh this question is a bit of a 180 but it's one that i think i've been very curious about and i don't think it's something that really gets discussed often even amongst like mainstream like islamic circles as well so it's something i was very curious about what has what has been your experiences with like accessibility in the muslim community and what more do you think we who are alhamdulillah more privileged that we can do for our brothers and sisters who it is not as easy for 100%. Um, SubhanAllah, accessibility was very difficult, right? My first struggle ever that I noticed that I felt really deeply saddened by and I realised that, you know, that was like, unfortunately made me lose a little bit of faith, um, was I couldn't read the Qur'an anymore. 
it was just really hard to see <laughs> and it was really heartbreaking I was just like you know subhanAllah I used to read this like really nicely I used to you know love reading the Quran and all of a sudden it just broke my heart it was the worst feeling ever I just felt like oh you know I've sinned and this is why it's so difficult it's not easy and 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 you know I, at that time I didn't know Braille I'm still learning Braille right now um at that time I didn't know Braille at that time you know I was just like I just want to hold the Quran and I just want to read Braille is um basically tactile it's the way blind people read mm -hmm. essentially it's tactile letters um, a lot different to it's like learning a new language but tactile it's like on the buildings like the signs outside like there's always like a braille like, yeah you know how excited i get every time i see yeah. it <laughs> like the elevators uh, i i love elevators because they have little braille signs and i'm like i can read that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so hummer it's just you know it's really hard to find you know the answers to your questions because there's not many people there's one person i met um, who is my um, accessibility through Vision Australia, who's some officer. And subhanAllah, he was just telling me, you know, there's not many blind Muslims and there's a, they they feel the same way. No support, no, um, you know, I guess accessibility and they feel disconnected with Islam sometimes. And I was just telling him, I started crying. I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm expected to do. I feel like I'm lacking in my Islam because of this. And he's just like learn to step up learn to step up and learn to ask for what you need right and this isn't in a more selfish way he said you can humble yourself but first off if you are really interested in learning about something or you're really interested in Arabic or Sharia or whatever it may be if you have a good enough sisterhood or good enough organization that can help you they would mold their way or like I guess pave a path for you and always have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that, that 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 gets told to us every other day but that one just hit you know mm -hmm. that's when I realized you know subhanAllah if I wanted this and if I believe that I can start learning right again and, and you know finding a way to connect with my Islam then there is a way there is always a way and alhamdulillah there is, you know. Um, I oh, when I first joined Mumsa, um, I was just um I first started that was when I first started, you know, learning Braille. Um very, very basic Braille. And I was talking to one of the sisters and I was just like, Oh, you know, I went to Omrah and I was searching far and wide for a Braille Quran. Um and I was. I was every other Quran store, I was just like you know, by any chance, do you have a Braille Quran? And they'd be like, oh, sorry, no. <laughs> what is that? You know? Um, and subhanAllah, she's like, go, there's in the Musalla, there's Braille Qurans. No way. I'm being serious. The bookshelf, in the bookshelf, on the bookshelf, there was a Braille Quran. I just sat there alone and I just hugged it for like half half an hour i was so i couldn't even read it my <laughs> yeah that's so subhanallah yeah. that's like uh you know when it's like you make a dua it manifests itself and you don't realize it comes unexpectedly it's like exactly. destiny exactly destiny. subhanallah i was i called my mom and i started crying i was like mama mama because she knows she's like um you know been looking for a bell quran with me everywhere on the internet there's nothing you know um and she started crying and i started crying and it was just this whole how thing. did mumsa find it 
I don't know. I have no Maybe idea. Us because that's really that would be something important for us to like try and like implement in armor sellers as well. Maybe yeah, potentially. Yeah. I'll definitely have a. I know the you and me now stocks them, um, oh, and they actually gifted me one. Oh, wow. it was, it's huge. There's like multiple of them, but it's just you know I'm still learning braille, and I don't know how to read Arabic braille, but I'm getting there. Mm. Um, and it's just there's such a. It's just that must have been like a core moment for you. Like... That was the immense strengthening that I needed at that time. You know, yeah. it was very recently as well, but it's just you know, there's little moments you just learn. To I think I remember them. seeing like on your Instagram story, you yeah. posted, you posted it, and it was like your finger like touching the braille. Yeah. I remember seeing it and just being like thinking, this is something that I think all Muslims and every mosque like is something that we should all aim to have. Yeah for our brothers and sisters, just to, like, show them that, like, we are there to, like, provide you with what you need because everyone deserves, like, the chance to, like, be able to learn about their deen and to be able to nurture and strengthen their deen equally. 100%. I had a sister who was dyslexic um, and she had no she she shied away from the Quran it just made her really intimidated she's like every time I I read it I feel like I'm gonna about to get a panic attack with all the words jumping around everywhere and so I was like oh wait I think I know that there's a Quran that's like translated and easy to read it's like slightly illustrated as well I was like Mm. do you think that would help and and subhanAllah she can now she she loves Loves it. Every single person has the potential to love the Quran. Subhanallah. Like non-Muslim, Muslim Muslim alike, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a way that you can fall in love with it, and it's it's beautiful. The sweetness of the Quran is unimaginable. I think that should be a real wake-up call for those of us who, alhamdulillah, read the Quran is so much more accessible for us, but we just can't find we just don't access it we just don't access it's accessible for us but we don't access there's always a way and we should use this as like a reminder that like the quran is here with us now but we don't know when it can be taken away from us so we should Mm -hmm. always value it always prioritize it no matter what even if it's just reading surah mulk every night surah kaf on fridays whatever whatever you can do there's always something all of us can do somehow like consistency is key just picking it up or just, you know, listening to a verse or just, you know, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, just connecting with the Qur'an somehow. There's so much on the internet now. We're, we're blessed. It's a conversation, you know. Yes. Make, it a, make the Qur'an Bring a the Qur'an into your life. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Have a little that. chat. But that actually, that's that was into something very interesting as well. What do you think, you know, at moment, is there a verse or something that you've learnt recently from the Qur'an that's really stuck out to you? Because you know how different moments, um, yeah. depending on what's going so on, different <laughs> I think... Oh, Let's do like is... a quick like little word association. Rapid like as well. we'll give you yeah. a word and okay. you'll, you yeah. can try and find like a verse that like um kind of relates to it. Um okay. Patience. Patience. A verse? Or just I don't know. A lesson from the a Quran. From the Quran. A lesson from the Quran. Patience. Sort of Yunus. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, just all the trials actually, subhanAllah, there's just patience is a big one. Um patience is something we can all you know, become better in, and it's something that we can all attain. Um, it's very attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more broadly, has there been a piece of advice that you've heard recently that's been really, you know, valuable and you've stuck by? 
Because I really, I love listening to people's advice. In terms of advice, this is one that has always stuck by me, and that's gratitude. Gratitude is, is power. Gratitude is a, a means for becoming a better person. Mm. Gratitude makes you realise even for the smallest things, you know, subhanAllah, we live in a country where we're safe. We live in, um, we have homes to come home to, homes to come home to. <laughs> you get what I mean, yeah. subhanAllah. We have food on the table. We have so much. And, and just even finding gratitude within the moments of hardship, right? I don't see my eyesight as deterioration as, a, a, you know, a punishment. I see it as something that I can be grateful for. And just being grateful for everything in life and, and just knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us is, is has its own beauty. And just to f- finish off, because we're trying out this little rapid fire and, you know, um, the word association Same. and a valuable lesson. And then another one being like, how has the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manifested and shown in your life recently? So the name we have for you is Al Muhaymin. Al Muhaymin. Do you remember? Do you want like, the meaning? Yes, please. The meaning of Al Muhaymin is the guardian. The guardian. Oh, I love that. They had a whole heap of like um, family problems. Um, and subhanAllah, subhanAllah, I still came out okay, you know. And subhanAllah, just I had always someone that I could rely on, and that was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I always had someone that I can lean back on and, and cry in my prayers about, you know, you know, and, and just contemplate my struggles, but in a more immanified way. <laughs> um, and that, that there's just always someone no matter how lonely you feel no matter how difficult life gets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is is there he's there and you know you take two steps and he comes running to you subhanallah Mm. so yeah yeah thank you for that That thank you so much for coming all the way to talk to us Maria I think if and I can both say that we've learned a lot Mm. from having this wonderful discussion with you and I think Inshallah, everyone who listens will agree. I appreciate being here. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much. And until next time. Until next time. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Bye. 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 Assalamu alaikum.